Let's get ready to rumble! Senior Nation Jam-packed show today. Peloton of five percent. What's up, Discipline Investor? We got Benzinga CEO Jason Raznick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nash. Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Mia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica Billingley, that is the CEO of Aperna. The best trade idea resource out there. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Woo, we're back at it. There we go. And the stock market is back at it as well. Let me get the screen share going here. Boom, there it is. All righty. Uh, I saw somebody in the chat already throwing out Roku. I saw Wish getting thrown out as well. Look at that. Wish up 15%. Uh, of course, Corsair, CRSR, um, look at that one, up 16%, uh, and, and everybody's favorite, AMC, up another 16%. So, guys, it's Monday. The market is back at it. These high flyers are running again. Well, and, and the same thing, we've got Spy just hanging out flat pretty much all day. Futures were flat last night, pretty much flat today. Uh, I mean, let, let's grab some of these other ones that are coming through. Rap, is that another one? That's moving. Holy crap. 13% rap was on the show last week. Uh, oh, we don't have air horns today. That's all right. We'll figure it out. Um, and then TSP, is that another one that's running? We, we have a lot of runners. 20% on True Simple Holdings. What is this stock? Happy, if you know what this stock is, drop it in the chat. I don't know what this one is. But guys, it's Monday. The market is moving. Spy is flat. Everybody's favorite stocks are, are running and gunning. Uh, let me give you a little preview as to what we had for the day. Uh, I'm going to sell some calls against the Ford position. So so Ford, stock we've been in, been doing well, coming down off of its high. So I'm going to use this opportunity to sell calls against the stock position that I own. So we'll be doing that live on this show. Uh, we're also going to be having our young investor join us in just a few minutes here. Uh, and we're going to be talking to the CEO of Ticker Skin, S-K-I-N. You know that I am a sucker for, for you know so, some of these favorite tickers out there. And if anybody out there in the chat has specific symbols that they want us to take a look at, we might have a little bit of time today. Um, I do want to talk about Ride. Um, I do want to talk about the crypto stocks. And of course, I've got that forward trade to make where we're going to sell calls against the stock again and again and again. But guys, it's been a little while since we've had our young investor here. I, I, I think it's time to bring him back. Always bringing us some ideas, and this is the idea show, so it's 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 pretty fit. What is hey, going on, sir? Zach, our young investor, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. What about yourself, Luke? I'm doing well. It's summertime. Look how beautiful it is. You know, nice downtown Detroit. Uh, are you out of school yet? Um, I think it's still like a month left here in the UK, so it kind of sucks. Yes. Okay. You so see, you need to move to the states. Yeah, I mean, right. the states is times when the market opens. I would say. Wait, say, say that again. I mean, I think though, if you're in the states when the market's open, you're in a school for most of the time, though, aren't you? Yes, that's true. So compared to here, I finish school at three o'clock. Market opens at two thirty. So it's kind of like I only miss half an hour of it, then I can stay up all the way to the close. Okay. All right. All right. I I, I see what you're doing there. And and for anybody out there who isn't familiar. 
This is Young Investor joining us on the stream. He, he's freshly 13 years old as of maybe a month or two ago. Uh, and, and he does some some awesome due diligence on stocks, okay? Don't, don't let the age, you know, let, let, you don't get any preconceived, you know, notions uh, as, as to what's going on, right? 13 years old, he does, digs deeper than half the people in this chat. Um, that does some really nice research on stocks. He's brought us a lot of tickers that we're not familiar with. Um, so, so what has been on your radar recently, Zach? Yes, I mean, I'll give you a quick update on Peak and I'll talk about one of the new stocks I initiated a position in on Friday. Okay. So Peak Fintech Group is a company, you know, I talked about a few, a few times on um, Benzinga. So it's a company based in China. You know, they, um, the office's headquarters is in Canada, though. So right now... They connect small and, and what remind me the symbol for this one? PKKFF or Peak FinTech Group. PKKFF. Uh, yeah. so so it's OTC, I'm assuming. Yep, it is. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm gonna know, zoom out to a one year chart. There's there's a one year chart with daily candles, everyone, but keep going. Yeah, so Peak or Canadian based company operating in China connects to small businesses with AI powered lending solutions on the app and their website. So you connect these small businesses all online with, let's say, you know, one of the major Chinese financial institutions and then take a one to four percent fee out of it. So that means peak themselves do not take on any of the risk. If these people, let's say, um, don't don't pay their loans back on time, peak also have to kind of strict rules on who they connect these lenders to. So usually um, lend to people who have enough money to be able to pay it back fully. So these are companies which may want to bolster the cash reserve just have enough to pay short-time liabilities with money left over. They've had a really good increase in their, in their social media program. So they've got around 55,000 Chinese major so, social influencers on this program. So, you know, these are influencers who want to create their own fashion brands, makeup brands. So they go to Peak and then Peak help them fight, get that um, lending which they need. Since I came on the show, Peak have announced Q1 revenues. They had Q1 revenues about $14.8 million dollars. And Q1 is historically one of the worst quarters for peak of the whole year, maybe because just no one wants to really lend in Q1 or you know, get any loans. So Q2 and Q3 is what we're looking out for. Q1 was over 100, I think it was 120%, 140% year-over-year increase. That's weird that that there's some seasonality in this business, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, every for the last, I think it's like five years when they proper having actual revenues, Q1, you've always had a bit of a dip in. So I think okay. um, every quarter, but you know, Q1 is not really quarter you'd be focusing on. They they were basically basically saying in the earnings call there, so they've got a ShopX deal. So they're going to be giving all the suppliers to ShopX and their lending solutions. So they're expecting a lot. They basically hinted on the earnings call of having a substantial amount of revenue coming in from the ShopX deal. They've also got a JD.com deal. Okay. They're right now negotiating a deal. And and, and so 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 are, are most of their lending activities in China? Yeah, so right now, all the lending activities are in China. They're going to be expanding into six other countries in the next three to four years, starting with North America and moving on. You know, you can look at something like Upstart. So Upstart is um, based in the US, and they kind of use a bank instead of software powered for the bank. So they're trading about, I think it's like 20 price sales, 25 price sales. Peak right now have a $230 million market cap. And there's out of that $230 million market cap, where you'd be expecting around $90 to $100 million in revenue this year. So, you know, everything the management said so far comes true. You know, management, they're never disappointed. I recently also had um, a guy called Sheldon in Wintashon. He runs a hedge fund called 3D Capital on my channel. He's very bullish on peak. 
So he talks about a lot about that. So basically, Sheldon runs a kind of hedge fund called 3D Capital. He previously ran Pine Tree Capital, which he took from a $30 million market cap to $1.1 billion market cap in the space of about, I think it was around 10 years or 12 years. So he was on the channel talking about his thoughts on peak. And, um, you know, he, he's, he's thinking the stock's going to $50. You know, I think that's conservative if you're going to put a 10 price for sales on it. So this company carries on that 150, 140% year-over-year growth, as we've been seeing you know, throughout every quarter so far. The company would be looking about at 800 to $1 billion in revenue by 2025. $800 on the low end is quite a big a slowdown in growth. $1 billion on kind of the higher end. Seen about 10 price to sales. This stock's trading about, I think it was around $60. And in Q1, I mean, is is, is is ten price to sales the ratio that it's getting right now? Or are you saying that's that's what it should yeah. be getting? Right now, um, peak is at a price to sales of twenty twenty revenues of about um, I think it, on twenty twenty one it's one point four uh, one point five price to sales. Okay. Twenty twenty revenues it's around three to four. The company um, is also going to be profitable in Q two. A major announcement in the earnings call. They've had a real you know climb towards profitability. So you're hitting profitability, and there's a Nasdaq uplift imminent. So okay. just a, bit of a recap on peak. Okay, so 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 let let me try to to slow it down. I'm like the slow down guy on this show, as as you're well aware. And let me try to recap the thesis. So so the stock that we're looking at is is peak fintech. It's ticker PKKFF. Somebody in Zinger Nation, help me out. Drop the ticker in there for your fellow Zingers. Uh, but again, PKKFF. Uh, they they do lending in. Uh, in China, looking to expand to, to six other countries. Uh, the, the reason why you're bullish on this stock is, is that the management has forecast strong revenue growth, and they've delivered on those, those forecasts in the past. And also there's room for some multiple expansion uh, because the market isn't valuing the stock where it should be. And, and then sort of, sort of the third one that we have is a potential uplisting at some point in the future. Uh, how is that? Yeah. Yeah, that's basically the thesis. And I've started a small position in a brand new stock if you want me to talk about that. You have a new one too? Yep. All right, so let's light is... it up, baby. You know I won't stop you when you have stock ideas. Yeah, so this is a company which recently uplisted to Nasdaq so it became available okay. on my broker. You know, they're, they're running... Wait, so, so Peak Fintech, can you buy this one or do you not have access to OTC stocks? Yeah, Peak's actually my biggest position right now in my portfolio okay. at around, I think it's around 30%. Wow. Super bullish on the company. Um, I've been talking to a fair few um, people. There's somebody who right now I think owns a, a significant portion of the shares I've been talking to recently. He's got direct access to the CEO. He basically messages, messages him on a daily basis. I was talking about what they're seeing in China. You know, so he drops some little hints about what they're doing, basically. And um, he's not he's not directly affiliated with the company. Okay. But, um, they've been seeing, I, 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 according to him, some record Q2 numbers. I think, I mean, the analysts are bullish on this one, you know, under the radar, so you'll get a Nasdaq uplist. So the next stock is a company which just uplisted, so it became available on my broker for me to buy, and that is Skylight Health, ticker symbol SLHG. Okay, yeah, Skylight Health, there it is. Yeah. Sandy Lima Hotel Golf, guys. Again, somebody in Zinger Nation, help your fellow Zingers out, drop that ticker in the chat. But all right, tell us about this one. I don't know it. 200 million market cap. Looks like it could be interesting. It's it's in the chart we have up on the screen. Everybody is one year chart daily candles. Yeah. So Clean Spark, uh, so not Clean Spark. Skylight is a really interesting company which I got into recently. 
So Skylight right now are using arbitrage strategy with clinics across the uh, country. So right now you've got some of your major players who acquire up small clinics. So you're, these are companies like Oaktree Capital, which right now have half less of the amount of patients Skylight have, but more in revenue. And they're okay. trading at around 15 or 20 price of sales. Yep. So Skylight are so small, they're able to go in and acquire super small practices, super small practices, networks, so let's say seven clinics. So this is a company constantly expanding. So Skylight buy these clinics, you know, a group of clinics at the, you know, there's one to round two price to sales ratios. They're able to also be very picky about the kind of clinics they choose due to the due to the fact there's a lot of them who are wanting to do this. So Skylight take these clinics and do a whole revamp. So you use strategies like Oak Tree's done, these new kind of methods. So you take the clinics, are able to increase the amount of revenue per patient of about 5x. So they've been doing this with the CEO. Wait, wait, how, how do they increase revenue per patient 5x? Yeah, so they're mainly focusing on bringing the patient in full-blown. So right now they acquire lots of clinics, but these patients are going there kind of a part-time. Yeah, it's not the main kind of clinic. They're going there because they quickly need to. And then Skylight, you know, take the technology, and kind of revamp the whole business model of the clinics, and able to bring on these patients full-time. So the patients go there. And then um, Skylight focused on having professionals. So people focus on different areas. So Skylight, a normal clinic, would have to, let's say, recommend this, this person. They've got a back injury. Well, then they're going to recommend them to go to a different surgery, a different okay. hospital, for that fact, to go get treated. Skylight have professionals there, so bring their own professional and take the revenue for that instead of that patient going and giving the revenue to someone else. So they're trying to bring these patients on kind of full-blown, so they're not going to other clinics. It's all focused on Skylight right now, apart from matters which the hospital we need to deal with super serious things. Okay. Skylight are taking these clinics, increasing revenue about 76 quarter over quarter. So right now, Skylight have also focused on organic growth. So the, so the CEO has basically been talking about recently to demand the multiples they want for kind of Wall Street. You can't have a, just a company which acquires. You know, it's not going to be the kind of thing which would provide reserves. So instead, Skylight are also focused on organic growth. Since so increasing these clinics year over year, uh, a substantial number of rate. So right now they have got around um, double the amount of something like Oak Tree have. So Oak Tree have a twelve billion dollar market cap. Skylight at two hundred and fifteen million. I'm pretty sure. So this is a company which is forecasting forty million dollars for revenue this year. So Skylight are doing this whilst acquiring all these brand new clinics. They're looking to acquire about another hundred million dollars of pipeline in the deal. They brought on one of the um, well-respected healthcare experts recently onto the Skylight board. They're, they were looking around as, as if they carry on building up the clinics. So right now, revenue is the kind of thing where you're going to have to look for it a year, mainly for the reasons they've got to carry on revamping the new clinics, carry on changing the business model and bring the patients in. So if they can really monetize all the patients, have all the patients full time in those clinics, you can see about 250 to $300 million in revenue in about next year, a year and a half for all the different clinics. With all this, with all the acquisitions that currently making, Skylight also have a secondary part of the business, the clinical stage. So these are major pharmaceutical companies, which are going in and looking to get some clinical trials done with companies like Skylight Health Group. Right now, Skylight are in the bidding for 15 of these contracts. You get approximately a million dollars per contract you get. So you've also all the increased customers, you know, all increased network, able to bring all the patients on successfully to these trials. This is not including any revenue projections as so far. So you're looking at a company which also could have a really successful 
business of you know helping these drug companies you know testing out all the you know, kind of drugs they're developing you know, all the new medicines getting a million dollars per trial none of that's included in revenue projections they recently won a contract a few days ago so you'll also see a company on a secondary business building up um, you know their clinical trials so in my opinion it's just a super exciting company they're able to get financing successfully and looking to i think it's to take some um, bond debt or some bank debt from one of the major people on their board how, do you know do you know how much cash they have on the balance sheet yes yeah, so and recently i think they falsified the cash so i think it was around the seven million zone so they're so they've recently but but, but if they're trying to do acquisitions that's yeah. not nearly yeah. enough is it yeah so scarlet as i said are focused on super small so recently that's around seven million they're expecting at the left okay, so, so i see 15 million right as, as of yeah. the march quarter yeah so they're looking to right now they've been bringing you know the the cash from hand down and pretty substantially so they've got a huge backlog of kind of deals they're in the makings for so they usually do a um stock offering so they've taken on no debt right now from all these kind of um offer offerings to try and um, yes on the new acquisitions so you could see a dilution but from what i've seen from the ceo so far He's more hinting towards a kind of a bank, a long-term bank raise. So you're looking at something which is going to have to be paid off in 10 years. And, you know, by a 10-year market, it's all got to be paid off. You're looking at a company increasing revenues per clinic of 3 to 5x. Pretty easy for those to be paid off in time. So, you know, it's a company I'm not worried about on the financial side. It's a company which is super fast growing. You know, if they demand them multiples even there, you know, in my opinion, it would be a 3x opportunity, you know, 5x next year, year and a half. If they successfully, you know, um, you know what they've done for the last year or two, and they all have a successful use since they've done with all the current clinics. Okay, so so let me ask you this one: How did you find this stock? Yeah, yeah so I'm right. Uh, it's it's a small stock, and I'm going to ask this one out to the chat. If anybody was familiar with this stock before we just got this awesome pitch, uh, drop the one. If not, drop the two. I definitely didn't have this one on my radar, and and I know a, a good number of stocks. So, so how yes, did you I, find this one? I get pitched a significant amount of stocks, you know, on a daily basis. You know, people flood my DMs. There are a few I remember, but I'm on a few Discord servers as well. So one of them, which is primarily a SPAC server, I'm quite well known. We, they were, I've been in peak with them for a long time. You know, I brought peak, you know, found, you know, they got me into, they showed me peak originally. So I just did tons of research onto it after and kind of made a decision that I was super bullish on the company. So there's a few people in there who are into Skylight. I haven't really done much research into it, but I've heard them talk about it before. You know, just something like when they said, you know, buying this stock, you know, selling this stock. So this is a server probably about 10, you know, 10, 15 people. So it's not a, it's not a server like 5,000 people coming and yeah. dumping every time. So, you know, it's just a small Discord server. So, so shout out to them. Okay. Them All right, there about, you go. Bring in the ideas. Previous. And they were celebrating a Nasdaq up list for the company, which obviously allows more institutions in. So I originally went to go really do some research into it. The first, first I think it was like 10 minutes. I still trying to figure out what exactly the company did because there wasn't a huge amount of inf information on the mission statement for the company. Yep. So I spent about 10 minutes trying to figure out what they did. So I read some of the um, quarter, uh, thank you, you know, and the, you know, what debt they got, you know, what cash they've got, and then watched, uh, watched a few interviews with the CEO on. So I kind of just been building up my conviction recently. So I think it represents about, I think, around 6% of my portfolio right now. Okay. I'm looking to carry on adding to it. I think it's a great pay, a, a great play in the sense it's going to be profitable. You know, peaks profitable. It's basically going to be profitable in Q2. So right now I'm kind of focusing on kind of small cap stocks, 
with, in my opinion, not a huge amount of risk in them in terms of revenue and profitability. And and this is a long-term holding, it sounds like, correct? Yeah. So Skylight and Peak, you know, these aren't companies. Yeah, yeah for, for both of those, I guess. Will, will you give us your time horizon on them? So I'm looking at a time horizon of about, if you're looking for a short-term trade, I think in the next eight to nine months, they will do well as soon as you know start catching attention. I think they're not going to be the stock which moves overnight until they do get the kind of attention. You know, they do get the credit they deserve. So I'm looking about these stocks from around the two to three year time horizon. These are companies I'm thinking will make phenomenal returns in that amount of time with continued growth rates, continued profitability, a force, you know, fortified balance sheets. So these are companies I mean for that low risk. So I think long term, these will be outstanding performers in my portfolio. Got it. All right. And and then and then I saw a couple of people ask about Clean Spark in the chat. Yeah. That was one that, that you had like previously. Do you still like that one? And also, while we're at it, why not talk about Tesla as well? Uh, another one that I know you've been hot on. Yeah, so um, Clean Spark, that's done really well recently. It's up, I think, around 20% in the last week, 30% in the last month. So, you know, really recently since I've been talking about it. So after I brought the stock, I think it was around $18 I brought the stock up. It hit a low of around $13. You know, you get, you know, you get all the haters when it goes to 13 Recently, it's been having a huge bounce. Companies been reaffirming. It's not just kind of Bitcoin mining. They're really the only Bitcoin miner right now with a long-term future because they've also got an energy side. Well, well, Bitcoin mining is not the core of the business, correct? Right. So Bitcoin mining right now, I think in the future, will represent most of the business. But they're also looking at, they had the lowest carbon-free Bitcoin mining right now. So 90, 95% carbon-free per Bitcoin, lowest in the whole of North America and in the whole world. So you've got the lowest right there. You've also got some of the lowest costs, extremely profitable for the company. They also got the energy side with the microgrids. The company's also been talking about recently, you know, they're willing to be selling some of their technology to other Bitcoin miners. So that's another revenue stream they could be bringing in. You know, the team and Brad could be. So this is a company I think. All right. So you still like that one. And, yep. and, and really quick, just because we have another minute, Tesla, where you have Tesla obviously down off of its highs, yep. still a spectacular one to your run. Where are you at with this thing? Yeah, I'll, I'll address what I think is the main concern right now with Tesla and it's Elon. You know, people talking about, oh, Elon pumping Bitcoin, you know, crypto manipulation. At the end of the day, Elon Musk does not have a huge portion of his wealth in cryptocurrency at all. He's probably got most of his money in Doge right now. So I think someone like Elon... I got most of his money in Tesla. You know, yeah, I, I, my, my message to the people who, who think that Elon Musk is a risk risk to Tesla, I mean, you you got to zoom out to the 10-year chart. I mean, this company wouldn't be what it is without him. Yeah, and I mean, right. when you look at Elon's you know, personal portfolio, it's obviously basically all Tesla. He's probably got a little bit of crypto on the side as well, which isn't really focused on. You know, he kind of just does it for the fun. At the end of the day, people, you know, I don't know why people are so bothered about what he tweets. He tweets a meme. He tweets something about Bitcoin. At the end of the day, Elon Musk has a right under the First Amendment to free speech. He can post what he wants, really. He's not manipulating the price of Bitcoin. Tesla still has the main portion of their Bitcoin holdings right now. So you're looking at, you know, with the main portion of Bitcoin holdings still, they, the reason they suspended it is just because he wants, I think it's around 50% carbon-free per Bitcoin. You know, going back to clean spot, they're 95%. You know, so then you've got the Bitcoin Mining Council working for that. Some of the people who are, let's say, less environmentally friendly at 35%. Carbon free but per Bitcoin that's that's not like Riot and Mara. So you're looking at um you know Bitcoin's improving. So you know at the end of the day, Elon is not here to pump, you know, he's here. He wants to post a meme, he does it, he works extremely hard. 
He works extremely long hours a week. He used to sleep on the floor at the SpaceX factory every single day. The guy's a true American success story. At the end of the day, if he wants to go on Twitter and post some memes, because, you know, it's a bit of fun for him, let him do it. You know, I don't think there's any kind of concern to test the shareholders. You know, sure, something he tweets, you know, something he says could hamper the company in, let's say, the short term. At the end of the day, it's not going to affect the long-term vision. We recently had the Plaid launch. The Plaid looks absolutely amazing. And uh, I think it's the fastest production car ever made. Zero, um, 60 miles, you know, zero to 60 in two seconds. You know, if you want, so that's around that, right, I think it's around $130,000, $135,000 for that car. If you want to go buy a Bugatti, which actually does less, I'm pretty sure, that's going to cost you over a million dollars. You know, Lamborghini, a few hundred grand. So at the end of the day, Elon's really building up this company, building up this vision. Autonomy is constantly improving every single day. So, you know, these are kind of really the main core of my portfolio. The stocks I've talked about today are kind of stocks I'm most bullish on. Awesome. All right, Zach. Well, it is a pleasure having you as always. There you have it, guys. Again, PKKFF. Uh, we talked about CleanSpark, CLSK. We talked about Tesla, TSLA. And, and then what was the new ticker? Give it to us one more time. Skylight Health. So Skylight Health is ticket SLHG. There it is. Alrighty, sir. It is a pleasure having you as always, guys. I see you in the chat asking Thank if he has his own YouTube. The link is in there. Check it out. Subscribe to it. Give him a round of applause. Again, 13 thing. years old, digging deeper than most of us. Uh, subscribe. And really subscribe in love with Mark. like this stream for Benzinga. You know, I think most streamers got hampered ever since, you know, I've seen, you know, people like Spax attack just because some weak hands they get shaken out the market. You know, Benzinga's always there with their content. They never stop. The guys just keep pumping it out every single day. There were a whole load of shows. I think there are around 114, 118,000 subs. You know, last time I checked, at the end of the day, this is a whole network of you know, shows. You know, those kind of subs, it's crazy in my opinion. So smash that like and subscribe if you haven't already. Boom. There it is. You heard it from the source. You got to listen to Young Investor. That's all I'll say. All right. So, all right, guys. How about that? There we go. Young Investor back on the Power Hour. First time in a few weeks. We were overdue. We, we were well overdue. And if you guys are just joining us, uh, let, let me give you a little bit of a preview of what is to come. We're going to be talking about Ford. Uh, I want to sell some covered calls against that stock home. That was another one that was dropped in the chat that we said we would get to. Uh, and you know that we always deliver on bringing interesting companies, interesting interviews to you. Uh, so, so we're going to be talking to the Hydrofacial Company. Uh, CEO Clint Carnell is going to be joining us in just a minute here. So guys, like the stream, share the stream in the chat, drop the tickers you are trading. And I'm going to go ahead and bring Clint onto the stream with us. All right. All right, Clint. Welcome to the Power Hour, guys. Ticker S-K-I-N. Again, that's S-K-I-N. Somebody help your fellow zingers out and drop it into the chat. But Clint, how are you doing today? Doing great, Luke. Uh, that's a tough act to follow, though. So I wish you would have placed me a little ways away. I know. I mean, he's he's 13 and, and he shows us all up. Incredible. So, Good to see know. you. He's going to be prime minister of England one day or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. That's great. Um, but 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 before we hop into it, uh, could could you just give us a little bit of a background on the company for anybody who isn't familiar? Uh, and and for all of you out there who haven't looked at this chart before, go ahead and pull it up, or I'll make it even easier. I'll pull it up on the on the screen for you guys. I mean, it's been on fire. It's it's been ripping. But but yeah, Clint, give us a little bit of that context, please. Sure, Luke. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's the Beauty Health Company. Uh, our flagship brand is Hydrofacial. Uh, it's it, the product is simply three steps, 30 minutes, the best skin of your life. 
Uh, I was brought in by uh, Linden Capital and DW about five years ago, did the diligence and we've been private equity run. Uh, last fall, uh, Brent Saunders, the former Allegan CEO, uh, merged with us through a SPAC. And uh, we've been really excited to get this company public and let all the, the people know about the benefits of Facial. And, and can you can you talk about the timing to go public? Like like why now? Uh, you know what what benefits do, does that bring to the table? Um, you know does, does it change how you're operating the business at all, et cetera? Yeah, so we've been a, a really high growth company, a fifty percent kegger top line for over four years, uh, bottom line kegger of forty percent, and running the company about twenty five percent EBITDA. So a really strong strong asset. And and candidly, a year ago we had planned on on trading to uh, another private equity firm, and I was going to stay on board. Uh, the pandemic really affected this company deeply back in April, okay. May. But by June and July, we started seeing green shoots coming out of our Asia business. And in the fall, we were preparing to go public in the traditional fashion. Uh, from my standpoint, we were able to clean up the debt on the balance sheet, put $100 million of capital on. And uh, this company is, has returned to its historic growth, really nice profitability profile. So uh, we think going public is great because it's really a branding event for us because it's a very consumer facing stock. And uh, we're, we're pleased to see that the market's uh, liking the story so far. And, and and can you talk to us about the beauty industry as a whole? I, I know that that it's a big market. Uh, I believe that it's a quickly growing market. But but can you give us some some context on the industry? Sure. Um, going into the pandemic, uh, skin health was one of the, the larger macro trends I've seen in in kind of health and wellness, and I've spent my career in it. Uh, coming out of the pandemic, it's even stronger. People are investing in health, wellness, self care is one of the new terms out there. And uh, as we all get back to work. You know, your face is your calling card and hydrofacial is one of the best things you can do. Um, so I'd, I'd say we had macro tailwinds going into the pandemic. They've only strengthened coming out. There's a lot of discretionary income and people are choosing to invest in themselves uh, as they reemerge into the workforce. So I feel really fortunate. Timing's good. And um, and that's one of the reasons we call a company Beauty Health. We're that really natural bridge between traditional beauty brands and, and medical aesthetics. And, and that's where hydrofacial rests uh, to help guide the consumer on their journey. Okay. And, and go, going back to the product for just a second. So, so we talked about the industry. Now I want to talk where, where you guys live within the, that industry. Uh, can you just talk a little bit about how you sell it? Is, is it a direct to consumer play? Uh, is it to clinics? Is, is it to retailers? Just, just give us a little bit of context there. Yeah. Great question. Um, this has a professional endorsement. About 65% of our customers are actually uh, physicians or physician overseen sites. Think medical spas, derms, plastic surgeons, and plastic surgeons have, tend to have the most multiple devices. Uh, what's interesting is our largest customer globally is Sephora, where we really help create an experiential beauty experience in their skin studios. Uh, Caesars Palace, our single largest customer in Las Vegas with 17 hydrofacials and virtually everywhere in between. Um, what's so unique about the hydrofacial brand is we meet the consumer where they are uh, getting their, their skincare, whether it's Equinox, Lifetime, who are large customers, your local med spa, day spa, so we meet the consumer where they are, and then we help our customers be very uh, profitable with our with our offering. It both attracts new patients, clients in, and keeps them in because of the nature of the treatment. It's something you can do every month. Uh, in 30 minutes, it feels great. You'll look great immediately. And then we show you this gunky canister, which shows you the debris we pulled out. And it's all for around $200, which is really accessible uh, for consumers. and makes everything else in the category better. Okay. 
and and so so when we think about your marketing efforts, is is it that you're you're marketing directly to consumers, and then you know they're they're starting to demand it at you know their gyms or, or wherever it may be that that they're at, uh, or is it you're marketing it to the facilities, and then from there you're you're pulling in their their user base? Great question. Both. Um, we're really strong in kind of the digital marketplace, and when we go out as we know what lookalike audiences look like. So we'll be out okay. on Instagram, Facebook, you know, all sorts of um, TikTok. And we find consumers, usually when we find them, 85% of them have never had a hydrofacial. And then we set up physical activations or backgrounds where we work with our partners, the med spas, the derms, the plastics, to bring the consumer there. For instance, you may have seen that we just launched Globalution. It's basically a big, cool black semi. It unfolds like a transformer. And we were in Miami for five days. And we were, we were treating consumers in the 13 stations uh, because the building, it, the semi folds out like a transformer to 100 by 100 uh, uh, facility, and we were treating consumers for four days. They'll no go, no go back. Getting hydrofacials from the professionals out there, so it's it's a push pull strategy. All right, so so you brought up the transformer vehicle, so we're gonna have to stop on that for a second. Uh, was it one of those things where where your folks pitched it to you as like, hey, this is something we could do, and it just seemed so unreal, or or like like how does the transformer come about? Because it sounds awesome. Yeah, so it comes from the underlying data. When people, if, if, if 10 people have never had a hydrofacial and they get a hydrofacial for the first time, two thirds of them stick and one third become really sticky. So if you haven't had a hydrofacial, it's just because you don't know about it. And what's great when you get one, not only do you stick, but you tell your friends. So it's a pretty simple business um, you know, uh, execution play. We need more people to become aware of hydrofacial. So we're doubling up our marketing spend directly to the consumer to your earlier question. We create these physical activations. Like we just had a pop-up shop in Dubai for three weeks. We had a pop-up shop in London. We treat a couple thousand consumers, most for the first time, and they become enthusiastic. They join what's called our hydrofacial nation. So one of the secrets to the company's success is really active in the virtual marketplace. I think my oldest marketing person is like 31 years old, right? So really savvy digitally. Uh, and then we create these physical activations to create brand engagement. Uh, our partners actually work those events typically for free for us and they bring their business cards. So it's a really healthy ecosystem we call the Hydrofacial Nation. And um, it's worked for us for five years and we just keep supercharging around the globe. Okay. I like it. And, and, and you, you've mentioned a couple of times uh, some of the, the non-North American uh, you know, business that you guys do. Can you talk a little bit about geographical distribution? Yeah. So uh, currently we're 70% uh, Canada and the US uh, where we're direct, uh, but we're in 87 countries overall. 30% of our business is outside the US. Um, it's growing remarkably fast. All the markets are, uh, but APAC and EMEA, we expect um, the, the rest of the market outside the US could be three to four times larger than our US market. The brand is the same globally. It's priced the same to the provider. It's priced the same to the consumer and it truly is a global brand. So part of going public was to give the company the resources uh, to uh, to invest in the international infrastructure. So I'm busy recruiting an EMEA team, an APAC team, and it really is a global phenomenon when you look at, at Beauty Health. And uh, we're just real pleased to be participating in this macro trend uh, and helping shape it as a category creator. Okay. And, and, and let me ask you this. This is typically the hardest question that I ask, but I like to ask it every time. If you had to name one catalyst or, or one one upcoming item that you're most excited about, what would that be? Uh, so we have a series of one of the other investment uh, pillars is innovation. Um, you know, we have been winding up these new product launches. Uh, the code name is Sendeo, mean connect. And that's the next generation professional device coming next year. And it has a baby uh, to it called Project Casa, which will have a different name. 
and that'll be a handheld device we'll be selling to consumers. One of the things that affected us during the shutdown is we didn't have an e-commerce business, so we had no way to interact with our, our consumers. Uh, so this is really exciting. That comes Q4 in time for the holidays when kind of a velvet rope rollout. It'll work just like the professional device, but at a lower level. So there will be a rollerball technology, a serum, and there'll be a gunky canister, and it'll work a lot like the Sonicare toothbrush uh, in conjunction with your prof professional dentistry uh, visit. Wow. Okay. All right. That 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 is that is exciting, and, and uh, I, I noticed you mentioned the the investment highlights, guys. I'm, I've got the investment deck pulled up somewhere on my screen. I really need glasses. Um. So 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 I'll go ahead and drop that in the link, everyone. So so if you want some more context about the company, it, it, it's a good way to do it. Um. And then, Clint, what what else? Anything else that we should talk about that that we haven't already mentioned? I mean, I feel like you've given us a a, a pretty pretty good overview of the business pretty quickly. Yeah, I just uh, I watch for it. You know, we have our first quarter as a public company behind us. As the globe uh, continues to recover, there's a direct correlation of the success of our company, and uh, really really pleased to not only survive the pandemic, but I think it made it a better company. We're coming roaring out of it. And, and I'd really encourage your consumers actually to book a hydrofacial and get the treatment. You know, we spent a lot of time on the road. We did a pipe talking to hundreds, maybe thousands of investors. And the channel right. checks are fantastic because it's simply the best thing you can do for your skin. And, and I'd love for your investors to not only be investors, but hydrofacial enthusiasts. It really helps uh, solidify that brand engagement. How, how, how do we find a clinic near us or, or like a service provider near us? Yeah, just go to hydrofacial.com and go to find a provider. We also have an investor site up there that we're continuing to build out. But put in your zip code. Uh, there's, there's a number of sites around there. And uh, we always love feedback. So uh, become a member of the Hydrofacial Nation. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And uh, I really, really appreciate the chance to tell our story, Luke. Boom. Awesome. Clint, I, I appreciate you coming out and hanging out with us. And guys, I'm going to pull it up again. Check out this chart. It's been on fire. It's something like, I don't know. 80% since May or, or, or somewhere along those lines, up another 6% today. Obviously, the, the, the market's been, been keen on the stock. So, so, Clint, I appreciate you coming on and taking some time to chat with us. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate it. And, and whenever you have updates or, or news to share with us, make, make sure you let us know. We'll, we'll get in touch with your folks and, and make sure that we're on the list and can, can help get the news out about you guys. Oh, great. Thank you. Absolutely. Boom. All right. How about that one, guys? We are delivering on the ideas today, okay? There, there, there's only a couple things that I promise on this show. One of them is is a soundboard, which doesn't work. So, so I missed one promise today. Um, but, but the other ones are, are jokes. I still need to work on that one. And most importantly, trade ideas. We, we do promise that we're bringing you guys interesting trade ideas. We had our young investor on here. Uh, there we go. We just had ticker skin, uh, hydro, hydrofacial on here. So, so I think that, that we're cooking pretty well today. Um, I, I see Jason Rasnick hanging out in the background. So I, I think if we get a few more likes in here on the stream, he might be coming on to, to hang out with us and, and join us. I want to talk about AMC. We have a AMC is moving again. I still did not sell my shares. And so Boom, there um, we go. Yeah. So we're at $53. What, what percentage is that? I see that uh, we got another 19 and a half percent. So this is a one year chart up. Now I'm going to zoom it in. Here's the past five days on the stock looking pretty, pretty healthy. What's the title for our show? Okay. Um, all right. So, all right. So, yeah, it's it's moving, and there and there and there's support here. So, the question is, are there other move stocks like this moving? Because you know how I like to oh, yeah. find the derivatives. So, can we pull up um, a real quick RKT? It's a mortgage company out of Michigan. Yes, sir. All right. There's your rocket companies. So you got two and a half percent. Okay. Yep. Twenty-one um, twenty. 
All right. And then can we look, pull up um, Wendy's, W-E-N? Wendy's up another one and a half percent. Thank you. All right. So here, here, here's what we got. Last week, and, I, and you guys can take my quotes. I, I, my brother-in-law asked me to give him a no-brainer stock pick. Take okay. it to the. I told you take a couple stocks to the bank. I said a one with six SIX. Oh, okay. Yep. Yes, I, I remember this. Okay. Okay. One with six, and the other one that I told you guys, I told everyone, the, the four hundred people that are here right now, maybe even a little more. I said this other one. I go. I go. I'm the jackass that tried to buy options on it, but they don't have options. And so when I went. Then I just didn't do anything. So I went to buy options on it and they didn't have options. So I didn't buy more. So I still own the 6,000 shares. Okay. But FGF, FGF, I told you guys why you need to buy it because it's op yes, loans. Yes, you did go give public. this one too. Okay. I, I, I said this was a no brainer. Yep. I mean, I'm up 72.37%. Um, I bought it at 522. I bought one of my biggest positions, which is 6,000. I bought originally 7,000, 8,000 shares. Now I have 6,000. But it's at fifty four thousand from thirty one thousand. I tried to buy options about three weeks ago. They didn't have it, and I said I should have bought another thousand shares. Then I didn't. Whatever. It's, it is what it is. Um, you know. I mean, it, it looks nice when the stock's up on the day, but when it's down, it really hits me. I mean, it's, up it's your portfolio pretty bad. Yeah, it's up twenty three hundred dollars today. I'm like sending the Tesla. I'm up twenty six hundred. That, that. That's why I got out of Voyager the first time around. UIGVF. I, I got back in a few weeks after I got out. But it was just had swelled to be such a big part of my portfolio that it'd be up or down five percent, and the whole portfolio would swing based on it. Yeah, and I, I got you. And the thing with Ford, Luke, they, they yep. want to talk about Ford. It's guys, it's it's a confusing play because yes, the F one fifty is slick. There's some there's some good things. I mean, it's not close to Tesla. The the piping, there's things on the inside are, that are not there. But but the problem with that is Ford makes money on service electric. You barely get any service. This is going to be a long-term trend that's going to change for forever. And I don't know what's going to happen. How are they going to handle it? I do not know. So they have a lot of catalysts in in, in these electric cars coming out in um, that um, Bronco. Right, Luke? But, yep. all, but, Luke, all it takes is this. I'll tell you. It takes one. So there's a, there's a writer at Barron's. When the writer okay. at Barron's starts doing some research and says, oh, wait a second. Electric vehicles require 80% less service. Oh my God, Ford's going to sell these cars. Uh oh. For, then, so it's going to be that there's going to be a cover of Barron's. I predict it right now. There'll okay. be a cover of Barron's saying electric, uh, electric cars to destroy Ford? Question mark. Ford stock will drop 30% over that weekend I, or that Monday. I, I, I know it'll happen on one of these articles. I'm not saying that's the move. I own Ford. I own yep. Ford. So be clear with what I'm saying. I own Ford just like I own HAYW. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not selling stocks as often anymore because that short-term tax, people said, oh, don't worry about taxes with stocks. Well, I'm, I'm, I am worrying about taxes yeah, with stocks. Yeah, taxes it's, add up. They add up. So I'm keeping stocks longer. So my Ford that I have, like I'm still mad that I even sold any. I have 6,000. I have eight, eight 9,000 worth, but I had a lot more shares and I sold them because that's when I was not worried about taxes but well, so 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 here's my move on ford because i own the the underlying stock right Let, let's pull up the chart again so, so we can talk about this right we, we saw rip all the way up to 1650 now down to 15 bucks so so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go ahead and sell calls against the stock and and so so i'm looking at the 16 strike calls that expire in 11 days so, so that's not this upcoming friday but the friday after that 
Um, and I'm going to go ahead and sell those for each contract I sell. I get 13 bucks credited to the account. And then the risk that I'm taking on is that I might have to sell my Ford shares for 16 bucks within the next 11 days. So, so, so it's not a crazy risk. Wait, how much are you collecting? $13 per contract. So it's not a ton of money. Um, but, right, so, but it's, it's right, I would say yeah, a no. riskless. If I trade. want, if I want to make this for a thousand shares, tell me what would I have to do? Uh, so, so thousand dollars, not a thousand shares, a thousand dollars worth. A thousand dollars worth. So you'd have to sell a lot of contracts then. You you should only do this if you own the, the underlying stock. I own six hundred shares. Okay, so then sell six contracts. And what do I get? And then so you sell six contracts, you're gonna get like a hundred bucks. Why would I waste my time doing that? Because you can do it every week. It lowers your cost basis. And it's a good teaching lesson for the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's okay. quite honestly the biggest reason. All right, that's good. That's good. That's why that's I'm good. doing it. That's good. I remember I had that issue at Tesla at one point. Boom. But... I just filled it. You just did. Okay. All right. So what other stocks that are looking nice for me today, GBTC, which is crypto. I have less OSW guys. OSW. I was down in that position for so long and then I'm up now. OSW is the spa provider on cruise ships. I told you this was a long-term no brainer. I yeah, bought this down as much as 20%. I'm up 11% on it. Did you guys do the Vegas show last week? Yes, we did. How'd it go? Pretty well. We, 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 we made our picks. The, the chat weighed in, so yeah, it, it was uh, it was a good show. Yes. Um, service market at Jay will still be there for combustion engines, and they'll still be for EVs, but the amount of service will be down by significant, significant. Uh, are, are the margins on EVs different than on uh, like yes. combustion vehicles? Higher yes. or lower? I would have guessed lower right now. No. Well, it depends. So Tesla makes its money on selling the car, not the service. Okay? Yep. So... So that is where the money's made. Ford, GM, Chrysler make their money on the service, not selling the car. You get yep. it? So it yes. changes it. And there's 70%, 68%, 65% less parts in an electric vehicle. And then with Tesla doing this thing, this fabrication of this uh, this mold, this one, this this two design mold that um, our friend that we had on the show, Sandy Monroe, designed 15 years ago. No one did it. They're gonna, literally going to cut out. 30% of the warehouse of the, the shop lab, like the, the parts, they literally just changed the game. Tesla, when it comes to manufacturing, change the game in a huge way. It is, um, it is unbelievable. unbelievable. All right. So, so Tesla, 615 bucks. You like the stock? Yes. I do too. I think I, 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 I've never bought a share of Tesla in my life and this week might be the week. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I've missed wait, out wait, on a you, lot of run, you know, what's now may be the time I'm finally, I'm finally back up to up 2.6% on Wingstop. Pull up a chart on Wingstop. Can we see the six month on Wingstop? Yep. Let's see it. Guys, if you're listening to this show, get us some likes, get us 30 likes right now. Can you just do it? Thank you. All right. What's, I'll, I'll, I'll even show you guys how check it out. This is youtube.com. You're going to have a thumb on your screen. It's probably gray. Okay. Mine's blue. Yours is probably gray. Go and click that button. I'm That's the place to click, okay? I didn't hit a like yet. I just clicked it. I clicked. I was the 107. Whoever is the 130, please tell me. The 130, if you're the 130, I'm going to send you something. It says we're at 127 or not at 130. Who hit the 130? Come on. Who hit the 130? 132. We're at 132. Let's go to 135, 145, 146. Okay. All right. So, guys. And then next question is, if you're a golfer, hit hit the number one. We're working on this outing in August. If you're a golfer, hit, hit the number one. Okay, so Luke, 
is that the six month on Wingstop? Uh, this is one year. There's six months for you. Okay, so that was down to there. What what price did that get down to? It looks like we got as low as 112. Yeah. So I remember I bought it. I was down. I didn't buy enough more share. I didn't buy enough new shares, but I'm finally up 2.6%. There you go. All right. Okay. Holding the bag. So Conrad. you gonna let it ride or what's the deal? I'm letting it ride. But do, um, do you think that that the like, Conroy the Cunningham hit the, the, hit the 130? What'd you say? Do you think that hiring difficulty hit uh, hurts the stock? It does. It does because they can't. They don't have many people. That you know, um, harder to staff. It takes longer. People. I mean, you haven't ordered Wingstop, and I'm guessing it's because it's been taking longer because they just are so short staffed at our local one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's well, I got kind of burnt out of Wingstop a little bit. Wish thirteen percent. Okay. What do they do? Was up more. Isn't that like where you buy cheap stuff? Wish.com. Let's see. It looks sort of awesome, actually. No, I've 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 ordered from there. I ordered the mouse pads, the orange mouse pads. I couldn't find yep. orange mouse pads anywhere. I ordered from there. If you uh, guys, if you guys love stocks and you want to cover OTC yeah. stocks for us, send an email at powerhour at benzinga.com. It means you love stocks. You're on it all day. You're covering 20, 30 items an hour, and Unity's moving too. Unity, Unity. I really like Unity. I'm not in it, but it's one of those. Stocks um, I used to amazing. own it. I used to own it. I bought it like at 140, and then it went down. So uh, I'm liking Eli, but I told you guys. I told you guys about FGF. I told you. I told you about BTN. I told you, and I listen, and I give you my confidence. And six and sixty. I don't know. We'll see. Upwork back over fifty. Leslie's moving up. Squares up. H A Y W. Twilio back. It was down to two eighty. Check out Benzinga Pro. Benzingapro.com. Okay. Go in there and look and you can right. screen Link that is Luke in the show, chat. That Luke that screen that Luke showed. You could see the big the biggest gainers. And let E-Trade know that you want news from Benzinga. You can if you already did it, you can do it again and we'll send you more swag. We need Aaron Thomas to send out 50 packages every Friday. We have jackets, t-shirts, shorts, underwear, socks. Damn. I bought I bought Genie last week and I'm down on it. So someone gave me Genie and I'm down on it. I'm not a happy camper, guys. You're telling me I should buy more now? I'm down uh, 4%, Luke. I'm down 7%. I bought uh, 400 shares. I'm down 7% on Genie. There's someone in the chat told me to buy it. Peace out. Happy trading, everybody. We will see you tomorrow, 12 o'clock Eastern.